It was established in 1964, and it's been churning out about 5 million tons of steel products every year. Products that are used in cars, appliances, bridges, and buildings. It's had more than one owner, but the steel mill at Burns Harbor makes what we need. But at what cost? Last year, Luxembourg-based ArcelorMittal, the company that currently owns the steel mill at Burns Harbor, admitted to inadvertently releasing excess levels of toxic cyanide and ammonia into the Little Calumet River. Now, the company is facing an investigation into the validity of water samples it submitted to the Indiana Department of Environmental Management. In a recently released inspection report for the ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor facility near Gary, IDEM found several violations during three inspections in November. One of the violations was ArcelorMittal's possibly illegal practice of reanalyzing and replacing water discharge samples when the initial sample analysis found chemical or substance levels beyond what is allowed by state and federal permits. The company flat out denies manipulating test data and stands by its testing practices. This is what the company said in a written statement. Quote, ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor does not manipulate data. We use certified independent laboratories to analyze samples and we report the data, including any corrected data from the labs to the regulatory agencies consistent with industry and laboratory standards. ArcelorMittal has a track record of providing accurate sampling data to the agencies." End quote. In August of last year, IDEM began investigating a chemical release after receiving complaints of dead and distressed fish in the east arm of the Little Calumet River. ArcelorMittal contacted IDEM days after the spill and notified the agency that it had violated its daily maximum limit for total cyanide. The company said the release of elevated levels of ammonia and cyanide was due to a failure in the blast furnace water recirculation system. ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor was instructed by IDEM to conduct daily 24-hour composite sampling of the water discharged by Outfall 002 where water from the facility's coke plant, center plant, blast furnaces, and other essential areas are discharged. The company was required to test for unauthorized discharges of ammonia, nitrogen, cyanide, and several other chemicals and substances. The company collected water samples and sent them out to independent laboratories for testing. According to IDEM, sampling deficiencies were found in data submitted by the company in the months after the chemical release in August. This is what IDEM said in its report. ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor has established a practice of reanalyzing samples in cases in which initial sample analysis, which passes all quality assurance quality control checks, indicates a permit effluent limit exceedance, and using the results of the reanalysis to recalculate or replace results, including those already reported to IDEM. In short, IDEM said ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor would retest samples that showed violations until it got acceptable results, then use the samples to recalculate effluent averages or even replace unfavorable results. Reanalyzing a sample is a violation of the Clean Water Act's National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System, which regulates the amount of pollutants that steel mills and other point sources can discharge into U.S. waters. NPDES allows point sources to collect samples for testing over the course of the day and average the results. This gives point sources leeway to fall under the daily maximum effluent limits for pollutants regulated in the facility's permit. IDEM said NDPES rules do not allow companies seeking a permit to reanalyze valid analytical results and use that result in place of the initial result. IDEM said ArcelorMittal sampling data puts into question the validity of the company's self-reported data. This is another quote from the report. The practice undermines the integrity of compliant results that are reported based upon one analysis of a given sample. If ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor maintains that it cannot credibly report non-compliant results based upon one analysis of a given sample that passes all quality assurance quality control checks, 
then IDEM cannot feel confident in compliant results reported by ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor that are based on one analysis of a given sample that passes all quality assurance quality control checks. ArcelorMittal's self-monitoring program is either capable of generating valid results based upon one analysis of a given sample, or it is not. On January 2nd, IDEM asked Microbac, one of the companies used by ArcelorMittal, to test water samples to provide more details about the lab data and calculations used to provide analytical results and full details about samples deemed false positives, including how the deduction was made. The report was forwarded to IDEM's Office of Water Quality Enforcement section. In October, the Indiana Environmental Reporter found that the company submitted non-compliance reports days or weeks after the violations first occurred. In some instances, the company initially reported effluence violations that were slightly above permitted limits, only to revise the submitted report weeks later with a much higher monitored value. The Chicago-based Environmental Law and Policy Center and Indiana's Hoosier Environmental Council filed a lawsuit against ArcelorMittal Burns Harbor LLC and its parent company, ArcelorMittal USA, alleging Clean Water Act violations. The groups say the companies repeatedly violated federal permit effluent limits and narrative water quality standards, then repeatedly violated reporting requirements. The groups say they can prove ArcelorMittal exceedances as far back as 2015 and are seeking a permanent injunction to stop the company from discharging pollutants into the Little Calumet River and Lake Michigan, and to come fully in compliance with the requirements of the Clean Water Act. The groups want the court to order ArcelorMittal to pay for the cost of litigation and impose civil penalties for each violation until the company achieves full compliance or until the lawsuit is resolved. 